2: Thank you for joining us today. It's Thursday, June 22nd, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. We are glad to be with you on the radio today, 95.9 FM. Also, we welcome those on the radio app and the podcast, and then those watching on Facebook and YouTube. Hope you're having a good day, and uh, we are uh, looking forward to a great weekend uh, here at Victory Baptist Church. It's hard to believe This Sunday will be the last Sunday in June. I feel like June just started. Now it's over, Uh, but it's been a great month. We had a great service last night. If you missed the service, uh, I encourage you to go back and watch uh, and listen to the Bible study from the book of Revelation. And uh, we enjoyed getting to have our summer kids club last night, our teens on target and uh, prayer time. It was a wonderful service and I hope that uh, you enjoyed it. hope it helped you. Uh, I think it was Dr. Lee Robertson. I believe he's the one that said that uh, the Wednesday night prayer meeting and Bible study, it's like the oasis in the middle of the week to get you through from Sunday to Sunday. And uh, I don't know, maybe there's some super Christians out there that don't need Wednesday night. Uh, I've not met any of them yet. I know uh, for all of us, we are in a battle every day against the world, the flesh, and the devil. And we need not less of church. We need more. Uh, Not less of the Bible. We need more of the Bible. Not less of prayer, but more of prayer. We had a great service. It was a sweet spirit last night. And we're looking forward to a great day on Sunday. Hope you'd be much in prayer for the services. Uh, Be in your spot Sunday morning, early service, 845. Sunday school, 10 o'clock morning service, 11 o'clock, and Sunday night at six. And uh, don't miss a service, Uh, be in your place. Now, you can miss one of the morning services. You don't have to go to both morning services because they're the same, Uh, but be in a Sunday school class. Be in one of the morning services and then be in the Sunday night service. And uh, by the way, shout out to our choir members and some of our musicians. Some of those folks go to both services so they can sing in the choir. And uh, we got folks that come to the early service, and then they're working on a bus route. They're working in a bus ministry during the next service. And so I commend you for that. That's a, a, a true testimony uh, to your faithfulness, and dedication to the work of the Lord. A happy birthday today to Wayne Gray. Wayne, hope you have a wonderful day and we thank the Lord for you. Hope you have a happy birthday. Uh, Let's pray today for our church, our school, pray for our missionaries. Uh, Let's pray for those that are sick, those that have lost loved ones, and uh, let's be a blessing and let's be an encouragement to one another uh, today. Let's pray next Monday starts our kids crusade. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, 6.30 each night in the auditorium. And we're looking forward to a great time. Monday night is red, white, and blue night. We encourage the children to all dress in red, white, and blue. And we'll pick the best ones, the best costumes, or the best uh, outfits or whatever. And uh, they'll be a part of our box mania game that we do. And then Tuesday night is crazy hat night. Now, I'm not just talking about, you know, you wear a hat that says, you know, Um, what would be a crazy hat you know uh, Carolina Panthers or uh, a Washington football team or they're not the what are they called now they the the commanders is that what they are brother Nathan I don't know you know what I'm talking about Uh, but I'm not talking about just a crazy hat like that I'm talking about it is unbelievable, the things that these uh, kids come up with. And I think usually it's probably the parents looking on Pinterest and getting ideas, but it's awesome. And then Wednesday night is our carnival night, and we'll have a good time. We're looking forward to that as well. Uh, Let's go to a song. Uh, Right before the broadcast started, we heard that song Uh, Heaven sounding sweeter all the time. I love that song. Here's another song about heaven by the Nichols family. Heaven is real. And after this song, we'll get into our Bible study on the subject of prayer.
0: Is there a God? Is He real? I never doubt my Lord's love And what He did for me I never doubt but I believe That He died on Calvary I grew up in Sunday school Learning about His love And the wonderful place That He made for me. Heaven is real, I know it's there. It's not just a myth or a dream. God made a place just for you and me. Up where the angels sing, every time a soul is saved. stop then give up just have the strength to look up to the Father above he'll always look back down to you in his word you will hear his voice speak to you with open arms he took you in as his only child and with simple real faith you learn to be it's real, I know it's there, it's not just a myth or a dream, God made a place just for you and me, up where the angels sing, every time a soul is saved.
2: Amen. Aren't you glad that heaven is real? And I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that heaven is not just uh, something that a, a preacher or a, a denomination or an organization came up with. I'm glad that heaven is a real place. You say, how do you know that heaven is real? Well, Jesus said, uh, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. I'm glad that heaven is real. Jesus said that's where he was going when he left this earth, and uh, he said he's coming back, and I'm glad for that, that he's coming back to get us one of these days. What a day uh, that will be. In our series here on the Winning Side broadcast, we're going through the subject of prayer. And we've seen some different topics about uh prayer we've talked about praise and we've talked about waiting on god we've talked about confession of sins and we ended yesterday talking about uh the the fact that cleansing takes time now god forgives us instantaneous now please don't misunderstand that it doesn't take god three and a half weeks to forgive you of your sin but it does take time for us to get our our hearts right with god and to be cleansed now Again, I believe there's forgiveness instantly. But like we said from the Old Testament uh, temple, they had to clean out all the filth. It took them eight days. Then you get to the New Testament and our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if you've been putting a lot of junk in and there's been a lot of sin and a lot of bitterness and a lot of pride and a lot of anger and... Uh, a lot of, uh, of wicked thoughts and a lot of dirty uh, talk, and there's been a lot of wicked music and, and, and movies and, and filth that you've gotten into your mind, yes, God forgives you, but it's gonna take some time for you to get that cleansed. You've gotta get the bad stuff out, and then you gotta get it replaced with the good stuff. And so, we talked about uh, a white glove inspection. I mentioned that from my college days, and boy, some people, that took a lot longer. Uh, but it sure is a lot better if we, uh, every day, if we confess our sin. If every day we 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 keep our heart right with God, so we don't allow the filth and the junk and all the garbage to build up uh, in our lives and to to clog uh, and to 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 come between uh, our in our communication with the Lord. Our sins, the Bible says, have have hid His face from us, and so we need to confess our sin. We talked about that today. I'd like to talk to you about another. Uh, subject of prayer, and this is the subject called scripture praying. Now, stay with me. You say, well, isn't that two different things, Bible reading and prayer? Oh, no, scripture praying. Uh, One um, preacher said this, there are only three classes of people in the world today, those who are afraid and those who do not know enough to be afraid and those who know their Bibles. Now, think about that. How would knowing your Bible keep you from fear? Well, the Bible says, and I've got my Bible open here to Romans chapter 10. It says in Romans 10 and verse number 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, what is faith? Faith is that which conquers our fear and fear is the enemy of faith. Uh, today, you're either full of faith or you're full of fear or maybe somewhere in the middle, but uh, do you have faith today or do you have fear? Do you trust God or do you doubt God? And so we're talking about scripture praying. The degree in which we believe in God's word and apply it to prayer is the degree to which God will pour out his power during our prayer. Now think about this. We cannot expect to grow in our spiritual confidence If we spend little or no time getting to know God through his word, you see, God's word must be a part of your life every day. Um, We should study the Bible uh, at other times and we should study the Bible for different lessons and different things we're preparing. But we definitely ought to bring the word of God into our daily devotions and into our daily prayer life. Leonard Ravenhill, I encourage you to uh, look up some of his sermons. And uh, I've got a book that is in my office. It's called Why Revival Tarries? Why, why don't we see revival? It's a powerful, it's a convicting book. But Leonard Ravenhill said this, One of these days, some simple soul will pick up the Bible and read it and believe it. The rest of us will be embarrassed. Because we have adopted the convenient theory that the Bible is a book to be explained Whereas, first and foremost, the Bible is a book to be believed, and after that, it is to be obeyed. E.M. Bounds, the great author on the subject of prayer, said this, Only God can move mountains, but faith and prayer can move God. You see, we must, in our praying, we must pray the Word of God. When you pray the Word of God, here's what you're doing. You are saying, God, I'm coming to you in prayer, based upon what you've already said you will do. God, I'm claiming this promise you said in your word, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And you come to God and say, God, I believe you. I believe you keep your word. And now I'm coming to you in faith and I'm asking you to hear and answer that prayer. Fasting and long hours of prayer do not build faith. Fasting and prayer reveal our faith. As prayers are answered, our faith can be increased. Reading books about faith and men of faith uh, and their exploits, it stirs in the heart a deep passion for faith. But it doesn't build faith. The Bible alone, the word of God is the source of faith. Now think about that verse again. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is where we get our faith by the word of God. So let me ask you. Uh, how much faith do you have today? Well, maybe the question would be, how much Bible have you read today? Uh, how much faith do you have in your life? Well, how much Bible have you put in? Uh, just because your Bible sits on a shelf, that doesn't mean you have faith. Just because you can uh, carry it to church. And I, by the way, I hope you do carry it to church. hope you do bring your Bible. I hope you open it. When the preacher's preaching, I hope you, you open it. I hope you read with him. hope you follow along. But just because you carry a Bible to church, that doesn't mean you have faith. Uh, faith is when we read the Bible and we get in the Bible and the Bible gets in us. When we neglect the daily, quiet, meditative reading of God's word, we block the lifeline to God's throne of grace. Our abiding in Christ through the word is a life process that must never cease. G. Campbell Morgan, a great preacher of yesteryear, great, great man of God, He said this, my brothers, see to it that when morning breaks, you go to God for sustenance for your spiritual life. That will make you strong against the allurements of the devil. So many people turn out to face the temptations of the day and they are spiritually hungry and and therefore they are attacked by all kinds of enticements of the enemy. It is the man that is fed by God spiritually and physically who is likely to overcome in the hour of temptation. Think about that. You, you, you go to work and uh, let's use your, we we'll use our kids for an example. How about this? Our kids go to school, uh, during the school year and, uh, the, that morning, um, they don't want to eat and they didn't eat anything the night before and they didn't eat much of their lunch the day before. Well, as a parent, you're not going to send your child to school. You're going to say, they're not ready for the day. Uh, uh, they have not eaten, they have have not been fed, they're not going to have the energy, they're not going to have the strength, they're going to be sick, they're going to be weak. And so we would say to that child, you've got to eat something, you've got to to do that to maintain your health. Well, I wonder how many times as Christians, we go not just into work, but we go into battle because we're in a spiritual battle every day. And I wonder, did you have anything for your spiritual breakfast this morning before you went into battle? Did you have anything for your spiritual dinner or supper last night before you went to bed? Did you have anything uh, yesterday spiritually for your lunch or for your breakfast? I wonder how many days it's been or I wonder how long it's been. Or sometimes, and by the way, I'm not against reading a verse. I'm not against reading a chapter. I think that's a great place to start. But if you're going into a spiritual battle and you're trying to fight against the world, the flesh, and the devil, and all you have is you had time, 10 seconds to read one verse, Uh, That's like me walking out the door for the day and and all I had was, you know, three peanuts from the jar. You know, that's not going to last very long. That's not going to give me the strength. That's not going to be the spiritual sustenance that I need. As we're talking about this subject of scripture praying, I want to encourage you to get in your Bible and then use those scriptures that you read to fuel your prayer. Use those scriptures to give you faith in praying that God will do what he said he would do in his word. I hope that helps you today. We're not done with that subject. We'll keep uh, keep on that. We'll continue tomorrow. Uh, but I hope it helps you for today. God bless you. Thank you for joining us.
0: On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the
1: winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnet, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life,